How will you feel if uh, we're talking, laughing, and then I slap your sister's ass? What will your immediate reaction? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hello, Hello everybody. everybody! Welcome back to One Hour Before Bed Podcast. All right, it's a good time to rest, relax, and enjoy a couple good stories before going to bed. Let's find out the first story. All right, am I the asshole for giving away my son's pet dog due to his irresponsible behavior? Uh, probably yes. You are, yeah. uh, based on the title, <laughs> you probably are the asshole because, well, I have to judge it based on the age. If he's 18, then you're not the asshole. If the kid is 10, 11, 8, or 7 years old, you are the asshole, especially if you are the parent or the, the grown-up in the family. True. You are the asshole. <clears throat> All right, let's see. Here's a story. Around August last year, my son, 11 years old, you are the asshole, <laughs> started begging us to get him a pet dog for him as his Christmas gift. He promised us he will take good care of the dog, shower him well, feed him well, take him to strolls. He promised us he will be a responsible owner. Right at the beginning, my husband and I didn't agree to it because we know him well. He's not capable of fulfilling such responsibilities. Then why did you give it to him? If he was a, a Christmas gift and it was your decision to get it, and in the end, it was your final decision, and you already knew how this kid was, why it, it is your yes. responsibility at that point on. And not only that, it's your responsibility to teach the kid, even if he's 11, even if you already told him once, two, three times, it's an ongoing parenting situation. You should have known this. All right, so let's continue. Uh, okay. <clears throat> We told him he needs to earn that trust from us, and empty promises just doesn't work. Ever since his request for a dog got rejected, his behavior had changed for the better. Okay, so it doesn't seem like they got the dog right away, okay? They were waiting to see if his behavior would change, if he was responsible to take care of his own responsibilities. All right. But, I don't know. He started doing household chores on his own accord without reaping any benefits. I'll admit, I thought he had changed for the better for the sake of proving himself. He's completely capable of being a responsible owner. A few months later, Christmas came, and after some discussion, my husband and I agreed to get him a dog because we thought he had changed for the better. We have made it very clear we will not be doing anything for the dog, and he has to do everything himself. Initially, he was really doing everything well, and my husband and I merely supported financially by buying a kennel, dog food, dog toys, and vet fees, etc., But a month later, he started revealing his old self back. Yeah, it's not gonna last. Well, of course it's not gonna last right away, <laughs> especially as a kid. I mean, and having a dog is a big responsibility. Yeah, you should, yeah. I think it was way too soon for you to assume mm -hmm. that the kid was gonna continue on being this type of a person. What do kids wanna do at 11? Play video games, play well, sports, go well, outside. Well, not only that, but. It, I think, you know, you can't blame a kid. A kid is going to be a kid. A kid is going to be enjoying different things because they have no responsibilities. They can just enjoy life. Yeah. I think being a kid is one of the funnest things that you can give your child, especially if you're well off. You can actually educate them really well 
teach them really good ethics, teaching how to uh, actually be self-motivated. There's so many different things that you can teach a kid in that age and also they can enjoy life so well. So I think giving, uh, giving him that so much pressure just because he didn't uh, kept up with the chores about the dog, I think that was a situation that you should uh, actually step in and actually become more, okay, uh, you didn't do it that last week, I'm gonna help you this week, but next week you're gonna have to redo it again. Because they get, they get tired. Kids don't just stay in one uh, one topic. They just change it all the time. They like uh, ponies today. And tomorrow they're going to like dogs. <laughs> the next day they're going to like horses. So I think you have to be a little more considerate. Of course, uh, you have to be tough because your decision is the final. And when you're teaching them something, you have to be repetitive and also tough. But I think, yeah, it's, it's a little hard situation to be in. He became lazy and would skip bath time or stroll time a day or two, then a week. But I mean, you're not even supposed to bathe them every day, right? No, I think it's like once a month or something like that, right? It depends on the breed. Yeah, it depends on the breed. So I don't know. I guess some people maybe want to do that, but... <laughs> we'll see. Um, this resulted in us doing it for him on those days. We had a talk with him and warned him we will be giving the dog away if this continues. I am assuming he's thinking I'm just passing an empty threat because each time he promises he will change for the better, he never actually did. The breaking point was last night when my husband and I were busy with our work and we merely asked him to walk the dog. He howled at us and, and told us he's tired of the dog and he's sick of it. Ooh. Well, yeah, of course. As a parent, you should have you should have thought about this before even getting a dog. And once you already made the decision that you and your husband that you're gonna get the dog, you should have realized at that specific moment. I think I'm judging you a little hard. You should have realized at that moment that fifty percent, even sixty to seventy percent of everything a dog needs is gonna be on your shoulders. Because the kid is going to love him a little bit, then he's going to go away, and then he's going to love him again. It's just like a toy, you know? When I, we have a seven-year-old daughter, and, oh, she wants this toy, and she wants the toy. And, and she cries about what it. What does she do? She plays with the toy for three hours, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> and... That's it. The toy goes back in the in the box in of the toys yeah, in exactly. the pile. It's just that yeah. that's how kids are. Yeah, they're attracted to one thing. They want it at that moment, but yeah. it's not gonna last. And it, well, it, that it, desire to have that thing, it's not gonna. Yeah, last. It's, it's for like a second, and then, but she, eventually they will, will play with that toy again. Uh, so the toy will get reused again and again, but right. they're not gonna play with it like every day. Every hour, just because you're like, oh, I got it for you. It will cost me $30. You got to play every day, every hour. It's like, no, it's, kids are not going to do that. Let's see. Um, so, enraged, I told him that that will be the last time he will be seeing his dog and did the work for him. This morning, while he was out with his dad to get groceries, I took the opportunity to call my cousin to our home and gave the dog to her who has always shown interest in our dog. I've been planning to give the dog to her ever since my son started showing signs of uh, shirking his responsibility. And yesterday was the last straw. If you're wondering, yes, I intentionally gave it away while my son isn't around so he wouldn't have a chance to manipulate my husband and myself. 
When he came back home, he saw his dog missing, and I told him, I've already given the dog away as warned. I also reminded him I've given him a lot of chances, and it was his fault for not cherishing it. My husband is angry at me because regardless of the matter, it's an undeniable fact that the dog has bonded with our family. I'm beginning to question if I am the asshole. <laughs> well, I think, I think just being a parent itself is a hard situation to be in because most of the, th this is, this is, <laughs> most of the decisions are going to be tough to uh, deal with and you're going to have to deal with the consequences of the decision. Right. And you're going to have to carry that decision with you no matter what. So being a parent, you're always going to be like either 50-50 is going to be correct and 50-50 is going to be a wrong decision. And then you're going to have to deal with the consequences because you, you decided to go and buy it and you decided to do all these things. But it was a 50-50 that your kid is will actually is going to carry the dog until he's 20 years old and do all right. the chores. And that is why some people here are saying that I'm also confused as to what she was planning on doing when the dog is seven, eight, and her kids go off to college or trade school. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so, but also, I'm also looking at the parents and the, at the parents' uh, side of you, where it's like uh, we already have chores, we already got so many things. Now, on top of it, there is a dog. But that decision should have been taught before you actually decided on getting a dog. Because if you if you wouldn't realize like you know what we got the dog he said he's gonna help but I also know my child he's gonna help maybe twenty percent of the time the other time that's my chore that's my thing of I'm gonna have to walk him because he can or she can because they're playing with the cousin or they're in the pool or whatever it might be the case so I think yeah I think you're I think you're a little bit of an asshole because you should have thought about it you should have known yeah a little bit I more. mean it was you know her final decision and they decided to get the dog. And she should have known that kids, kids are going to get sick of doing that. Yeah, all right. Know? So we're, we're going in circles. Let's find out <laughs> another comment. Let's see what another person say. And then uh, we're going to move on to another story. Well, this one says, my family adopted a dog when I was 14. And one of the things they specified was that the dog was going to be the whole family's dog. And this, the whole family's responsibility and that there would still be a caretaker if when I went to college in four years. At the time, I thought it was a over the top and I knew I was going to go to a local college and live at home, so why did it matter? Well, predictably, a lot changed in those four years and I ended up going to college four hours away, definitely not living at home. Also, predictably, even at 14, I wasn't always able to be the primary caregiver for the dog, but the dog was my family's dog. So, of course, she didn't just starve or get dumped, which is why the shelter made sure to ask. Yeah, so, yeah, we're going back to Circo. They just, uh, having a pet is just such a huge, especially something like a dog. A dog is very, it's almost like a child. It's almost like a baby. It, everything needs to be done for him, you know, taking out the walks. Again, we're going in circles Not because... Even just a dog any pet that you have is a lot of work we have a parrot and i mean that's like constant putting food putting water cleaning the cage yeah but i, I mean well, <laughs> sometimes what, i want to sell the parrot <laughs> yeah so yeah I, yeah that's a, that's a great point but what i'm saying is there's some pets require more 
A dog requires way more attention like a baby. A bird, you can actually give him a little food, a little water, stay in the cage, and then that's it. You can leave him there but for... But that, that wouldn't be yeah, human would... to keep a, a, a bird in a cage all day long. So then we don't we don't have a bird. So your your argument is invalid because if you're feeling that way, then why have a bird in the first in the first place? What I'm what I'm saying is like a dog is more on hand demand. He's more that you need really need to take him out to make sure he goes out to pee. He has to go outside yeah. and poop. He has to go eat. He has to drink water. He has to play. He has to run. So it, you see, it's a lot more hands on demand. That's what I'm trying to uh, trying yeah, to say. Yeah, what really turns me off about a dog having a dog is that you always have to take him out to to do his business. Well, no, no I think... In three times a day. Well, not a lot, I've seen a lot of people raise their dogs they're outside. So they have their own house. They have their own little thing outside in the, in their home. And then that's how the dog lives outside. So I've seen a lot of uh, dogs that actually live outside and they actually live a lot better because they cannot come inside the house. They just go outside and play. So it's a really fun I thing. I would be okay with that. I would like that a lot more. But we can't do that here in Illinois because it's so cold. We get such cold winters here. So. You might. I think if you have AC and uh, air conditioner on. I, I don't know how insulated those houses are. Well, you can houses. make. Yeah, you can make an insulated house easily. You can just buy a home depot and stuff like that. Well, uh, let's find out if we find another story and then we'll come back. All right. Bye. All right. And we are back with another story. Let's find out how juicy it is. Am I the asshole for causing a scene when my sister's fiancé touched me inappropriately? Uh, no, you're not the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> we are done. Yes. <laughs> All right, this is going to be good. I think it's going to be good. Some backstory. I have been staying with my sister for a few days for a visit. And as most people do in the summer, we had a fire and some beverages of choice. Me, 24, my partner, 27, my sister, 27, and her fiancé, not sure of age. Sister and fiancé seem to have relationships of sexual nature with everyone they come in contact with. Also, it's like yeah. an open relationship. Some people do so that. So maybe, I was thinking that he did it uh, on, oh, well, it is unwanted on her side. Right. But so. I also was thinking that he was cheating on his fiance on his fiance. But I don't know. I mean, even if you have an open relationship with your fiance with your sister, I no. that's <laughs> No, what I was thinking that this was going to be juicy where he's not only cheating on the girl, he's also inappropriately like pretty much just like uh unlawfully touching this female. But it's his sister-in-law. No, uh, yeah, yeah, I understand. I, I was just saying that I thought that was going to be as crazy with that. But this one is a little less crazy because probably the fiancé is okay with going out with other girls. But also it's crazy because it's the sister. All right, let's find out what's going on. You know, the kind of people who flirt with everyone and are constantly using sexual innuendos. I usually just laugh it off. It wasn't until yesterday, as the night was ending, that fiancé smacked my butt and as I bent over in front of sister and partner. Nobody said anything. This really bothered me. And 
I let it stew for a lot longer than I care to admit. No, I think I think if you really it, it really bother you, especially for female, I think that's a great topic. If if you have a a, a daughter or yeah. you have a sister or somebody, as soon as you feel uncomfortable with it, no matter what the situation, and don't bother and don't think about other people. Just think of yourself and just stand up for yourself. And right away, hey, I didn't like that. Uh, please don't do that again. Or just automatically, don't do yeah. that. Don't or touch me like that. Or you can say, whatever you guys have in your relationship works, I don't care, but don't involve me in it. Yeah, yeah, like that, that, was, that was over the line on my part, so don't do that. Yeah, for sure. When I got some alone time with my partner, I brought up how uncomfortable I felt the night before, not as calmly as I should have. How I feel that fiancé was being super disrespectful and that I was upset that he didn't say anything towards that inappropriate gesture. I think it's also you also have to give it up to the girls because they're in a situation where they felt they feel like they're in a family group and then there's already social gathering And then now the pressure of being uh, socially friendly with everybody, and now this guy breaks the rule. He steps over the line. They maybe maybe he knows, or maybe he doesn't know, or maybe he thinks it's fine. He slaps you, and now he puts you in the situation that you have to decide either to break this friendly relationship or right. to actually continue with it. Yeah. I get that I should have stood up for myself, but I just froze in the moment, and I guess he did too. So today, partner pulled aside fiancé, despite me asking him not to, and talked to him about boundaries. They came back in the room and both looked bothered. So is fiancé the well, girl? Yeah, like the, his, her sister? No, no I think, I think he, pulled he, over the, or, he pulled over the guy. He took oh, over the guy. So and, he pulled yeah, over. he, right, he right. told him, "Hey, you to step over the line." Uh, which either way, you, either in, no matter if you tell your husband or, if, or your boyfriend or whatever, he's gonna make the decision to go and confront it because he's gonna feel in this situation that is like she felt like she couldn't. So I have to give her the power of of like I have to go help her out. So it is it's unless. It, But just why, would, why would her fiancé feel bothered to do that? To do what? Well, he went up to, to the guy, right? Yeah. And talked to him about boundaries. Yeah, well, and she's saying they, they both came back yeah, because you, they were bothered. Yeah, because you're, uh, if, if a guy goes up to another guy and is like, hey, you step over the line, and she doesn't feel okay with it. Of course, both of them, especially me, if I go up to another guy, I'm in a situation where I'm angry about it because... It's not, it's not okay in my eyes. And you reconfirm it that you say, no, it wasn't okay in my eyes either. So now it multiplies my anger or my situation or mood of state. Now I have to go confront the guy in a friendly manner because it's a family gathering. And I have to be like, <laughs> hey, you, you fucked up. You know, you step over the line. So I'm holding back. So when I come back to you, I'm still holding back. So there's still anger here because whatever the response he already gave me, he might even feel the fire more of a response that I have to be more aggressive now. Well, it says, Fianza didn't talk to me for the rest of the night. Oh, there must be something going on. And the air felt super awkward if we were around each other. Yeah. Well, of course. Am I the asshole? I feel like I blew the situation out of proportion. No, no, because you're already, you're already, you're already telling them I'm okay with joking around with you guys. And it was a good time, but you going, stepping over and touching me physically, 
Yeah. Especially when you're bent over and then it's like, kind of like bent over, it's almost like a, a like a, like a personal thing with your boyfriend. If you're bent over and somebody comes over and slaps you, it's not a friendly thing, especially if you have no rapport with that person in that specific form. I think it's a pretty much overstepping over the line. People keep asking about the scene I caused. For more context, I hardly ever see my family because I live across the country from them. Because of this, on the rare occasion that I see them, we all try our hardest to just enjoy each moment. I've always withdrawn to collect my feelings when something bothers me. And if that happens when I'm visiting, I get called out for causing a scene or ruining the vibe of the room. I honestly felt I stepped out of line and would be disrespecting fiance in his own home. No, I think, again, we go back to, like, he put that decision on her because he decided, even if they were, let's say if they're friendly, right? And it's like, we're having a good time. Uh, everybody's laughing about jokes and things like that. Uh, he made the decision that it was okay for him to slap this girl's ass, right? But then she, where her reply mentally was like, no, that's not okay. That is, that's my stop sign way before even you decided to stop me. That You should have stopped there. So yeah. now she's telling him, hey, it wasn't okay. Well, well, the, uh, the boyfriend or the husband, I think it was the husband, told him, hey, it wasn't okay with her. So I think uh, also another thing that I, uh, it needs this story is the, what the wife thought about it. Right. What the <laughs> sister thought about it. Was she okay with it? Or was she saying to the, to the fiance was like, uh, why is she getting crazy about it? It was just a slap in the ass. You know, what was her opinion about it? Also, for those of you saying I was mad at partner, I wasn't. I wanted to talk it over myself with fiancé when I got a chance. In fact, I thanked partner for intervening. I didn't want to potentially ruin partner and fiancé's relationship. They're pretty friendly with each other. Mm. Edit two. This morning after reading comments, I realized I was the asshole for not being sensitive towards how partner felt in the moment. We had a long talk and we both apologized to each other. I, I, that's I the, don't that's know. The point. I don't think she's the asshole. Well, that's the point that I don't get why there was any type of conflict between uh, the partners, both, both her and, and her partner. Why there was a conflict? Was was she upset because he took it a, a step to go into and talking to the fiance, or was what was the situation that uh, they caused the 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 upset about? Why were they upset about? It? I don't understand that. What why why were they upset? Yeah, that's what I was asking you. But you're saying that he probably felt uncomfortable going to the other guy. Well, yeah, that's, that. I understand that part, but I don't understand why. Well, there's not many explanation there. Why was she upset after, or I don't think she was upset. I don't think she, she said she wasn't upset too. I think there was a miscommunication. Yeah, that's what it was, I think. There was a miscommunication when, they, when he came back from talking from the fiance, and then there was a miscommunication between both of them where they didn't understand what to do next because he already felt uncomfortable because he already went and talked with the fiance. He came back already upset. And then, and then now I heard 
not uh, actually talking about that situation. But, I mean, it, it is weird that they don't mention the wife at all. Yeah, it's weird well, that they I don't, don't mention... Yeah, the, like the, the other fiance. That the fiance that went the and talked to the, to the wife and told him, hey, your sister said it. she felt uncomfortable. Right. Even if, she, if, he, if it was <laughs> a husband, I'm trying to put my situation, um, if I'm the fiance... And I go, let's say you have a sister and I slap your sister I ass. mean, I think I would actually go to my sister and exactly. be like, yeah. dude, what's up with? No, like, I'm, I'm trying to think <laughs> the way of point. Of, okay, so we're laughing. We're having a good time. And for some unknown reason, I decide to slap your sister ass. Boom. I have to have some sort of report with my wife that she will be actually okay for me to go and slap not only another girl's ass, but your sister's ass. You know what I'm so saying? So maybe she was okay with it. Maybe. I don't know. I find that situation weird. Or, I mean, I mean, it wasn't appropriate because I guess it depends on the on, on the friendship that the fiancé has with this girl. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Right? If they're not that close for him to do that, then he shouldn't have crossed that line. Well, even if I would have crossed the line and slapped the girls as your sister says... And then she and then the, uh, her boyfriend or her husband come back to me and was like, "Oh, she wasn't okay with that." I would immediately apologize to the wife and apologize to the sister. I'm like, "Oh, I, I think I went over the line. I, I'm sorry. I got carried away, and I thought we were okay with it, and then I slap you." I think that would have been my reaction to it. If I find it weird, the reaction of all of them, the reaction of the fiance, the uh, the, uh, the boyfriend of the husband, whatever the partner is, and the sister. Well, the sister, I understand. I find them, both of the guys, I don't understand their reaction. And also the wife. Well, what's going on with the wife? I just don't know. I, I don't know how will you feel if uh, we're talking, laughing, and then I slap your sister's ass. What will your immediate reaction? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Would yeah, you, but... Would you say something? Imagine that. Would you say something that if you were laughing, and then I go, boom. <laughs> it looks like you would laugh about it. So I guess it's, I, no, I don't. That's super weird. Exactly, you see. So now you're in this situation. That's why you gotta think about it. You gotta think about it in that situation that you were. Everybody's laughing, and your sister's right there. She bends over, I mean, and then I go like that. It is just a slap, but it's weird. It's like not not appropriate. Exactly. So inappropriate. So why is it inappropriate? Why does it feel weird to you? Because, well, one, she's my sister. Okay, but why? Why? What is that feeling about? What is th that feeling giving you? But it, it just depends. You see, like, if it's an open relationship and that's how they joke around, for the wife, might be okay, right? No, I'm asking you. Uh, we're, okay, let's say we, uh, we're like... Well, we're no, like, because that's crossing the line. It's my private. I don't want anybody touching me, you know? It, no, I'm asking you. Right. No, I'm asking you. You're, you're, you're my wife. And then I go, and your sister's there. Everybody's there laughing, talking. The husband, the boyfriend is over there. And then she bends over, and then boom. What do you say? I think I would be shocked. I'll be like, what did you just do? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? Why? Yeah. Why? What, ma what made you think that? What makes you think say, well, like... Well, one, there's all these people around. Two, it's just something you don't go doing you just don't do that why why don't you do because that? because it's disrespectful not only to me but to my sister there you go so yeah so it's a there's, <laughs> uh, yeah point i was trying to get to that point that it's like why certain things feel weird 
and then basically just disrespectful to go and touch somebody else, especially in that matter. Yeah. Especially in, I think the form it is, is, I don't know, it's just weird. Well, let's see what some of these comments say. Not the asshole. He made you uncomfortable. You have nothing to feel bad for. And then he's saying, then he gets annoyed that he gets called out. I find not apologizing worse than the smack because it shows there is no remorse. Yeah, there is no True. remorse. It, it, you just feel, to me, you just feel like everybody was okay with it. The only one that wasn't okay with it was the girl. I mean, if you don't want to get called out for slapping a woman on the ass, the best thing to do is not slap a woman on the ass. I don't see what is so difficult about this. Is anyone else thinking about that scene in Modern Family where Phil grabs Haley's roommate's butt because he thought it was his wife, Claire? <laughs> <laughs> well, that show is crazy, so I don't know. I don't know. I've never seen that show. Yeah, that's so gross. Fiance didn't like being made uncomfortable himself. Poor baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're all saying that she's not the asshole, and I agree 100%. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please leave in the comments what you think about these stories. Give us some of your stories, and maybe in the next podcast, we will discuss them. Don't forget to subscribe, give us a like, and share it. Bye, everybody. See you and next also, time. Also, don't forget, we're on Spotify, and we're also on YouTube, and we're on Google Podcasts. We're in a different platform, so you can find us everywhere with uh, One Hour Before Bed podcast, and that's how you can find us. So don't forget to give us a comment. And then give me something juicy, all right? You guys know that I love juicy stories, so give me a juicy story, all right? Bye. Bye.